You're listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Tremendous Leadership Leaders on Leadership podcast, where we pull back the curtain on leadership and talk to leaders of all ages and stages about what it takes to pay the price of leadership. And today, I am tremendously excited to welcome my dear friend and professional associate, Nicole Pearson. Nicole, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Let me tell you a little bit about this tremendous guest you're about to listen to. Nicole is a full-time and full-service realtor. She's been that for 16 of the 19 years that she has resided in South Central Pennsylvania. Nicole strives for exceptional customer service and relentless hard work, and those are the reasons for how successful she is. And she loves being collaborative with other agents during transactions and assisting new agents while they are learning. That's part of her recipe for success and why she loves her career. Nicole, just so delighted to have you here for so many reasons. Well, I'm grateful to be here and so glad that you thought of me to have me on the show. You know, I think highly of you and you are just one of the most tremendously amazing people that I know. Well, thank you, Nicole. I'll give you my sponsorship dollars after this for saying that. (laughs) But let me tell you something. Okay, so Nicole and I go back again. She's in South Central PA. We're both close to the Enola, Boiling Springs area, kind of the nexus of the universe. The original Garden of Eden is what I call the place we Mm -hmm. live. And I met Nicole when I was moving back 15 years ago, about when my father was passing away. And I thought, it's time to come back home to continue the legacy, take care of mom. And I reached out to Nicole because I was looking at homes. And I reached out to many people. Guess who got back to me? Nicole Pearson. I see her hustle clock and the word relentless. I have never known a more hardworking realtor than Nicole. So she helped me find my beautiful place in Boiling Springs, right on Front Street, like a little Hallmark movie, where I met my betrothed, my neighbor down the street, that if Nicole wouldn't have found me that house, this whole succession of events wouldn't have happened. And then after we got hitched three and a half years ago, Nicole then helped me sell my house and then help me find our new dream house out in Enola. So Nicole, every time I just look at the heaven on earth that I'm blessed with, I think of you, sister, and you are in your zone of genius and helping people find the homes that they love so much. Well, I am so glad that you chose me, not just because I answered the phone. (laughs) That helps. That gets it started. That's a key part to real estate. It seems to be missing in a lot of aspects. Yes, ma'am. To me, that's a key part of just opening the door. But coming to know you and Mike has just been wonderful because you guys are just amazing people. And letting me go through all these different phases and steps of your life has been great. And of course, you know, my schedule is insane. I did manage to wedge out to go to your wedding, which Scott and I were ever so thankful to be included in. But I just watch you have become and strive to be that admired and well-renowned as what you have made for yourself because of hard work. So, and I love everyone to be successful, but there is something great about successful, strong women in business. I love it. I am so excited to talk with all things leadership with you today, Nicole. So Nicole, my father wrote a speech called The Price of Leadership. It's one of the ones that has been the most downloaded and listened to. And he was very poignant about leadership. It was bittersweet. You know, there's a lot of high highs, there's a lot of low lows, but there's a price you're going to have to pay if you truly are going to be a leader and not just as what I call a lino, a leader in name only. And the first price he talked about is loneliness. And we have all heard that it's lonely at the top and heavy is the head that wears the crown. But what does loneliness mean for you as a leader? And could you share a time in your career maybe where you went through a season of it? 
how you got through it and what you would like to share with our listeners about the topic of loneliness. It's funny because I have this conversation a lot with realtors, ones that I see kind of becoming successful, mostly women, female realtors. We have a little bit more of a trickiness with this. So once you become successful, people look at you different. Like you'll have a few people that you've kind of come up with in the business that remain tight with you. And that's a very small few people. And others are like, oh, how did she get there? What did she have to do to get that? Really? It's real estate. Here's an idea. Pick up the phone, talk to people, pay attention to what they're saying. So it does get very lonely because you know, if they don't say it to your face, you know that it's being said. So I went through that when I really, I was probably in the business three years and I hit the ground running. I mean, I wasn't from here. I was a stay-at-home mom. I mean, I knew about sales, but I didn't know about sales, but I knew houses. So you just kind of put yourself out there and go. And because of that and the attention I paid, the business just started coming right away. And people started like, they're feeding her leads, they're this or that. I probably get the fewest leads handed to me because they have a tendency to want to give them more to people who need it. I'm pretty consistent, but it does get lonely because you think the people that were your friends as you were coming up, you quickly realize that they're not. So that was hard because it does get lonely because I feel like I'm a good person. I feel like I'm not a devout go to church, but I feel like I'm a good Christian because I treat people well. I treat them with kindness. I always try to do what's right, regardless of what that effect is going to have on me. So when people are talking about you and you know, they're talking about you, a big one I hear was, oh, it's the Nicole show. Well, I've come to learn I have a big personality But I'm also embracing that there's nothing wrong with that Mm. because am I just going to be sort of like, oh, no, 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 no. Let me know. You want to know that I know what I'm doing. You want me to be confident in myself, to be confident in you. Mm -hmm. So that's been a big one. Uh, Most recent I heard was, oh, I recently, and you probably know this, merged with a team who came over to work with me at Howard Hanna. And I never feel like I need to be number one. That's the biggest thing people don't realize about me. So a lot of calls I got with, why would you join a team? Why isn't it the Nicole Pearson team? Why isn't this? I don't need to be in the spotlight. I want to be walking side by side with other agents, with my partners, with my team members. And we're equal regardless of if I sell more than some of them or I don't, we are equal. So to me, that's important. I don't need to be the Nicole Pearson team and have that out there. But I recently heard people are like, oh, did you hear about the team? Wow. I don't think it's going to last. I'm like, wow. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for that. Because I know it's going to last. Right. Failure's not in my name, but this is what happens when you become successful. Mm. And to me, I take that as I've made you nervous. Our team has made you nervous. So look out because Central PA, we're out here. We might not be on every billboard. We might not be on every radio station, but we're here. We're going to do a silent attack. (laughs) I love it. Well, I really appreciate you brought that up because there is an aspect of loneliness. And again, There's good loneliness and there's bad loneliness, but you brought up an aspect of the bad or loneliness where it's professional jealousy. And Mm -hmm. whether it's a woman thing, I've seen it happen to men too. It happens a lot with women, (laughs) but it is something to be aware of for our leaders listening out there. And it's going to happen to everybody. I mean, I look at even Jesus. Well, who is he? He's just Joseph's son. Who is he to tell us? I mean, come on, people. 
But if you just realize that it's going to be there, you have to be you, that's on them. Professional jealousy is a self-imposed emotion on their part. And you know authentically who you are. And to really, I always liked it because I saw who truly was my ally and my advocate, who wanted my success more than even me, and who are the other people as you're climbing the ladder and coming out of Mount Majority, you leave the rest behind. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it hurts. It shouldn't be that way, but it's part of who we are as human nature. I know I've judged people and been jealous, and it's something just be aware of as a leader, and it's okay. It's part of it, and it means you're stepping out and just stay humble, which you are, and stay real. But I really appreciate you sharing that because a lot of leaders are like, well, why doesn't everybody celebrate my success? And I'm like, who told you everybody was going to celebrate your success? You have to do it because you feel it's your calling, whether anybody celebrates it or not. So Mm -hmm. I really appreciate you dialing that in because I don't think we've talked to that too much on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. I actually was on the phone before this. I got off to get on the podcast with a client earlier and she called me probably around 1030 and I've known her probably 12 years and I've been through her dating, marriage, children, multiple homes. And her mom unfortunately passed away and she's like, I need motherly advice and womanly advice. And I'm like, and I always have time for her. And she's like, am I crazy? And we went on and we talked about things and we talked about being a mom and the jealousy that can come from that. And moms don't talk about the real craziness in their life. I'm like, it is okay to be like, I don't like my child today because they're just being nuts. But no mom is going to tell another mom that because we have to have the persona that we have it all under control. And a lot of times the people who look like they have it most under control, they don't. And I don't know as women, we talk about supporting each other even just as uh, humanity, we talk about supporting each other, but I see less and less of it. And Mm -hmm. it's so sad. And that's what I said to her. I'm like, you just need to, I said, you are a good woman. I said, you wouldn't be who you are if your mom didn't do a great job raising you. I said, and I'm honored like that she looks at me to come to me for this, but I'm like, just stay true to you. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Mm -hmm. Like it's okay if you don't vacuum today. It's okay if you decide to take the kids through McDonald's. It's okay if your kids are just off the charts and you're like, I just don't like them. Don't put that pressure on yourself and don't for one moment think that somebody else isn't going through that. And it is the same thing in any aspect of life, whether it's a real estate career or it's motivational speaking and writing books, you're always going to look at someone else and think, well, they have it going on, but maybe they don't, you don't know. And like you said, don't put on yourself. You're saying that I got an email from somebody I'd put in to speak and they're like, oh yeah, we don't think that topic would be good. So we pass. And I'm thinking right away, I'm thinking, what? And I'm like, you know what? It's all good. You know what I'm saying? It just didn't work out for whatever reason, but I'm going to listen to that, see if there's any feedback that I can own for it. And there wasn't, so I'm just going to move on. So we can't do that. Sometimes we are the worst enemies as far as making ourselves lonely because we think, oh my gosh, I'm the only one going through it. You know, for Mm -hmm. every speaker getting a yes letter, there's 20 getting a no. So it's okay. Just press on. So you're not the only one. And I love that you shared that and how sweet that you're so involved in people's lives. That's why I love you. You know, why we're more than just, we're more than a transactional relationship. We go way deeper than that. Right. And you understand, like I had a client call me at 10 last night and he's like, I know you said that you don't have a life. So I figured it would be okay to call. (laughs) I'm like, my clients are my life. And thank goodness 
I have a supportive family that understands it. And that's not to say there's occasion that my husband's like, could you just not? Could you just set the phone down and can we make it through a dinner? And I try. I'm trying a little more now. Hence why it was time for me to expand to something better. It wasn't that I need to sell more or I need to build my brand more. It was that I wanted to find people that were like-minded like me that had the knowledge that my clients will be okay if I go away for a weekend and they want to see a house because I don't ever want my clients to wait on me. I want to get them in right away. Now, my daughter and husband are both licensed, but if we're all away at the same time, then I needed to fall on other people and our family vacations together all the time. So it was with thought that I was like, will my clients be able to relate to them? Will these partners I'm taking on be able to give them the same confidence that I do? And I'm not shuffling off my people at all. They still get me and I still do all of the negotiating. Like I had a deal going with an agent and I actually yesterday said to them, I'm like, so I realize you never saw the house because someone showed them the house. Then you wrote the contract and negotiated it, never having seen the house. And then a third person negotiates the reply to inspection, which I don't understand how any of this can be good for a client, but it's working for you. So who am I? But In this instance where you're just firing off an email to me that you want a $20,000 price reduction, do you not think that it is beneficial to everybody involved to then call me and say, hey, Nicole, this is where we're at. This is what we would like to do. What are your thoughts? Instead of I open my email and here it is. So I am hoping this is the second time I've had to have this conversation with this team, but I am hoping that at some point it sinks in. Of course, and then I sit back and go, well, why am I helping them? But you know what? It benefits me as well and my clients because an open line of communication is better. Ultimately, after a phone call to them, we met in the middle, found a happy place, and we're closing Friday. Mm -hmm. Well, you brought up there the main difference between leader and moving into leadership. So no doubt you're a leader. Everybody listening to this podcast is a leader. But engaging in leadership means it's no longer about you. It's not the Nicole show. It's not the Tremendous Tracy show. But it's about how you get things done with a team. And so this brings us to our next topic, weariness. And so many times we as leaders, especially women leaders, we are juggling so many plates that we become really burnout, chronic fatigue, uh, frustrated, and let certain areas of our lives go to pot kind of thing. Literally Mm -hmm. or figuratively, you know, kind of thing. Not me, but, you know, it happens. So anyways, what do you think about weariness? And how do you, with all this going on, I love that you talked about the team because you said, I want to go and do things that I can hand stuff off. And that is the goal. That's where you go from being a leader, a singular entity to leadership, which is a whole group of people that are able to function without you. And really nobody knows who the leader is because you're all this collective team. But how do you combat weariness, Nicole? Because you're on all the time. You are a hustler. How do you stay hustling and not falling down and burning out? Hit the proverbial brick wall. So a couple of things here that you brought up, which is amazing because I'm going to get into a little bit here. So I do hit the proverbial brick wall probably about twice a year. I am just like mentally spent Mm -hmm. because Yes, we're on all the time, but like when you write a contract, especially in this market we've been in for the past three years, 
you're not only thinking of the client, you're like, okay, what is the five other agents going to be writing? How is this going to be? So your brain, it's just always going. There is not a break. I mean, I talk in my sleep real estate. My husband one morning said, I almost bought the house you were selling in your dreams last night. You did a great job, but I love what I do. I genuinely love what I do. To me, it is not a job. It is a career. It is a choice I made. And I tell that to people that are thinking of getting into real estate. I'm like, don't look at me as the norm because I'm probably not the norm. I choose this, but you also do have to know that it does dictate a little bit more in your life than something else would. So we have four owners of our team. One of the four is actually two people. It's a husband wife team. So technically five, but four entities own it. So when we got together, we were like, okay, this is going to be your role. 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 Well, a few months into it, we were like, so I sat back because I was, as people called it, a lone wolf for 16 years. And holy cow, I can't believe you did this. Never thought you would do it. How is that going to work in all these personalities? So I sat back and kind of watched it all happen and didn't say a whole lot. And then I was like, okay, so... (laughs) I think we can do this better. So what we have done, and actually just yesterday, we had our owners meeting and we did a list. I'm like, everybody, let's do a list, not out loud, on paper for each of us and what you think all of our roles should be. We took away our names, like we took away team manager, we took away training specialist. We took those away because I said, we are all good at all of this. So we are team owners and co-managers. Because we wanted our agents to know, you can come to any one of us. You can come. We all know this stuff, but we also needed to figure out where each of us was the strongest. And the funny thing is, one of us didn't get to do it because she was homesick, but four of us did it. When we put it all together on one sheet, we all came up with the same thing for each one of us. And we had to do it on ourselves, too, of where our strengths and, and weaknesses were. And I think because we can do that and we see that in each other... We have the ability to become even stronger Mm -hmm. together. We're not growing separately. And everyone, even I was a little nervous of, can I do this whole team thing? Like it has been 16 years of me just go, 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 go. I've embraced it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I negotiate all my contracts. I write all my stuff. We have an amazing transaction coordinator. So the behind the scenes paperwork, I don't even have to think about, but I have partners I can count on if something happened. I mean, I had the last two falls, knock on wood, this is the first fall in three years that I haven't had a surgery, but I had to have surgery. Last year was a knee replacement. That's a long recovery. The year before was a hysterectomy. And do I have cancer? Do I not have cancer? Thank goodness I didn't. That was the best phone call ever. But that also is a long recovery. And I didn't have the support of all these people. Mm -hmm. So it is amazing. So we are all leaders. Mm-hmm. And now I forgot where I was going. Well, you question? were. Yeah. Well, the team with weariness and that you now have. Yes. I'm not weary anymore. I love that. And I can tell that. And because you get to the point where you grow, number one, we're not meant to be alone. One of my favorite verses that I had at the wedding, Ecclesiastes 4, I think it's two, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. When you weave together your support network, you can go through. 90 million times more stress than you could before. And Lena Horn has one of my favorite quotes. 
It's not the load that breaks you down. It's the way you carry it. So when you have the right team shouldering alongside you, you can do anything. And it's not one plus one equals two. One plus one equals 11 or 111 or 1000. Mm-hmm. You know, it's synergistic. So for leaders out there, I mean, I think we got this this great man theory. Well, I was ramping. I'm the one. Yeah. And maybe you think that in your 30s and 40s when you're out there lighting the world on fire and burning the candle at both ends. But I think the older you get, the more you realize, you know what? Life is way more tremendous when done in fellowship with other leaders with a shared vision. And that was the thought here. And I mean, let's be honest. I just turned 52 yesterday. I had to think about that. The other day I said, we should stop celebrating. Thank you. I'm like, we should stop celebrating birthdays. And then I realized, you know, once you hit 50, we should just not celebrate. And then I realized we have to celebrate. So we remember how old we are. Exactly. Girl, (laughs) the best years are coming. That's what I am starting to have a life a little bit again. Like, and that's new for me of like, oh, I can actually plan something. I mean, for a while we wouldn't plan a vacation that we couldn't drive to because we would definitely miss planes. We weren't making it. But the other reality is I'm not getting any younger. The buyers get younger. They're not going to want, it doesn't matter how much knowledge I have, how good I am at what I do. I'm smart enough to know that I need to start training other people to have that knowledge, that information, build them up, help them be successful. Hopefully they'll stay with me. If they don't, then I wish them nothing but the best. Again, it's about supporting us. And honestly, the more agents that are properly trained out there, which is why I do help agents from other brokerages, because if they're not trained or they don't know well, that's not beneficial to me. And I'd rather people be educated out there in the field because it reflects on all of us in this industry. But yeah, so we can train people. And I just said to one of our agents under us, I'm like, you may only be 21, but you will be me someday. I have no doubt about it. The drive, the ambition, the enthusiasm she has. And I'm like, I have no problem just giving you all of my knowledge and information. Well, that's the mark of a true leader, the number of other leaders they raise up. So, I mean, you're hitting it. And this is about the time in life where you really start looking back and saying, okay, what what did I always hear? The 20 to 40 is the learning, 40 to 60 is the earning, 60 to 80 is the yearning. And I think 80 to 100 is the, you just blow out and do finally highest level of service. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So now you're in that where you're earning power, but you're also starting, I'm glad you're doing it at 52 waiting to relinquish, not waiting to relinquish control, but bring in, that's really very progressive and evolved, Nicole. Good for you. Well, thank you. Well, you do know that I plan to sell real estate until I die. I know. So I know. You'll be that, signing the last contract. Whoop, go to heaven. Yeah. Well, I just had a client say to me yesterday, she was, well, I certainly hope you live a long time because I don't want to have to go find another realtor. <laughs> well, you're not going to be selling or buying another house for me because as Mike said, the only time I'm leaving this house is going to be in a hearse. And I'm like, amen, brother, we're in it. I, well, you might I, find us a second or third. <laughs> I think we had that conversation when you bought it. We wanted to make sure it was your forever home. And it is. It's amazing. Yeah. But I learned so much from our dear Molly Garman who sold real estate right up until she passed. I will tell you, and I'm not as tough as her, but one of the biggest things I learned from her was she did not give her respect willingly, not unwillingly, but like as an agent, I had to earn it. Mm -hmm. I had to work for it. Once you had it, you had it and God love her. 
And I know there's a 50-50 in Carlisle of the love and hate for Molly Garman. But I mean, she said what she said, what she thought, and that was it. And she fought for her clients and she was tough. And what an amazing role model for me to have starting out in the business and, and God rest her soul. But I plan fully to still be selling real estate just as she was on that time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My father spoke up until, well, he lost his voice, but he whispered, but finish the race strong. That's what you do. So I love it. All right. So we did loneliness. We did weariness. The next topic he talked about was abandonment. And for us puppy lovers, abandonment kind of has a negative connotation, fear of abandonment, but that's not the kind of abandonment we're talking about. What my father said was we need to stop spending time and hanging out with people and thinking about things we like and want to do and think about in favor of what we ought and need. So it was really about pruning out the non-essentials, pruning out the things that weren't the highest use of our time, and pruning out the things that really aren't going to get us to where we want to go. So Nicole, with all the different things people probably come to you, well, try this or do this marketing or do this team or advertise here. How do you stay very tightly focused on your clientele, what you want to do and your zone of genius. Cause you, somebody told me, Tracy, don't be a jack of all trades, master of none. The more niche you go, the more you grow. And you really define that. So how do you really stay so tightly focused? So I am not, the joke is I'm a squirrel. We actually have a sign in our office about squirrels and da da. but you have to be a squirrel to be successful in real estate because it is constantly changing from minute to minute. You have so many plates in the air that are spinning that you have to be able to figure out how to focus them all into the same spot and stack them neatly. But yes, so my phone literally rings constantly with the next latest and greatest and best things. And like, I don't buy my leads. I don't pay for lead generation. I do a mix of old school and new school is what I call it. And here's a novel idea. Let's have a personal touch send a newsletter quarterly with actual information in it, things people like. Do an event, customer appreciation event. Mason, sorry. He's trying to ring the doorbell that I have unplugged, but he's still hitting the button. Anyways, so if I were to sign up for everything that I get a phone call for in a week, I I don't know how anybody could keep track of it. And again, here's the question. Even if you have somebody in in in-house sales who's just emailing those people, like just trying to be in touch with them, are you really giving them that personal feeling they need? And people forget, like real estate is very personal. You get married, you have children, you buy a house. Like those are huge decisions. And everyone's like, well, it's technology. The millennials are all about internet. So they want to do that. And I'm like, no, no, I just did a class at convention two years ago about dealing with millennials. Oh, maybe it was three now, but anyways, and you guys are, you're missing the boat here. You think that they're only digital. They're not. I'm like, yes, we have to text them to tell them that we're calling them and to please answer their phone. Cause they're not going to listen to the voicemail and call you back, but they are not as connected as we think. Mm-hmm. So I just pay attention to what is going on and what the needs are of people. No, I don't buy into every platform out there that's offering the next latest and greatest thing. I am just staying true to what I have done from day one, which is answer the phone, respond to emails, respond to text messages, send out newsletters. I hand sign a thousand Christmas cards. I start in October and I hand sign them. I used to do when it was smaller, I could do hand notes now like, carpal tunnel. It's a real thing. So (laughs) I at least hand sign them 
But those personal things go a long way because it is so personal. And these younger generation, we're seeing that their parents are more involved in this house buying. So don't just focus on those clients, focus on the whole family, make everyone know that they're important in this decision. And that's probably the key. I don't have to get onto next each latest and greatest because I have the here and now that has been the greatest for 16 years for me. So why would I change that? Right. Well, I love that you talk anybody and most of our audience is in commission-based real estate, life insurance, financial services, network marketing. You get it. When you build that book of business and it's all repeats and referrals, mm -hmm. even me for speaking and publishing, I don't go out and advertise so-and-so heard me or so-and-so published with me. And how'd you hear about me? And you get to that point because it's relationship-based. And I'm like you, I love technology. Chat GPT has changed my life but I'm never going to stop being able to use this mind and connect with people and mm -hmm. hug them, then you're unstoppable because you have the resource of technology combined with the personal touch. And we're not robots. I mean, we're still flesh and blood with emotions and we still have needs. And you're right. A home is a very, very personal thing. And one of the biggest investments most people are going to make in their lives. Well, and this is where I was super smart. When I was looking at the people to partner with, I was smart enough to partner with a few really tech savvy people. Sure. And that's what we're currently honing in on a couple of platforms. We don't want to be on every platform. It's right. too much because people slip through the cracks. And let's be honest, people talk about a bad experience more than they talk about good experiences. Yep. They're going to remember that than the good. So we don't want to have too many platforms. So we're honing in on which platforms are the best for us to focus on marketing on as well. I mean, we have a huge marketing budget. So let's do some paper, maybe billboard, and then this for digital. So we're blending the old with the new because I don't know about you, but in real estate, realtors were successful a long time ago before there was an internet. <laughs> That's what it I tell people. I'm like, you realize 20 years ago, none of this was around. What? And I'm like, yeah, it's the right. dawn of mankind up until like 20 years ago. So we have one of our authors that came out with a book last year, 94 years young, and he's like, Tracy, I'm going to print off the sheet and I'm just going to mail it to people. He drove sales through the roof. Never underestimate. And it wasn't just his older people. It was just everybody was like, they got in the mail and they're like, because otherwise digital, it's so busy. And mm -hmm. there are times where I'm not on social media or LinkedIn or even in my email for days and then it's gone. So right. I think it's really good, especially it's tech is another resource and it's means enabling, but it's not the answer. And it certainly will never eliminate the need for the personal touch. There is power in print. You see it. You see what you touch with what you do. He's yeah. an example. Even for our fundraiser coming up, we do an ad in the penny saver. And let me tell you, whoo, those bingo people came out of the woodwork. And I said, so let's try this in real estate. Now, some of them were a little, you can tell hardcore bingo people and just, oh, I'm going to go for fun. I'm like, go for fun, but some of them are scary. But anyway, <laughs> I'm like, this is the power of paper. And I've seen it when I do. And even if it's once or twice a year, the full page ad, I've had recognition come through from Lebanon of like, hey, saw your full page ad. And normally it's nothing in particular, but it's there. They save it. And I don't know how often you come across it. Probably I come across it more. I have clients that don't have cell phones 
I have it too. They'll call me and they want me to process an order and they don't even pay online. So are you kidding me? Our, yeah. A huge portion of our audience is 60 plus and they're like, yeah, not doing it. I'm like, okay, I'll be here to help you out. But if I wouldn't have that ability or have a number and let everything, a bots do it, I'd lose them. You would. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's being evolved to blending it all, which is Blending it all. I love that. Okay. True bingo story. And I'm not going to say what town I was in. I played bingo once at a VFW hall and I made a mistake. It was an honest mistake, but I was never more <laughs> scared or shunned. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I'm never playing bingo again because I'm not savvy enough. I mean, they go in there and they're ready. And I just, when the friends are like, go, oh, just come play. And I'm, I forget what happened. I didn't call something right. And yeah, it's like poker. I'm not going to play poker. Because if I lose the table, I just, I can go to war, but I can't handle the pressure of poker or bingo. So there you have it. So your mistake number one was going to a VFW because they do bingo every week. Did you see the people that had their gnomes and their five different daubers? Oh, all yeah. Their 10 oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I should have known right then. Hey, I went to war with these people. Doesn't matter. This is bingo. This is a whole nother thing, girl. Get out. And I was like, yeah, respect. Oh, yeah. Well, the beautiful thing about this is that we actually have other brokerages, like some of their agents are sponsoring. We have like at least from three other brokerages have reserved a table for 10. And it was funny because this year the owners, some of the Hannahs can't come out because I picked a date that they're at a manager's meeting in Ohio. So I get it. But last year they were there and they were like, Nicole, I can't believe how many agents you pulled in from other brokerages. And I'm like, because we can get along, right? We don't have to, yes, we're competing, but we don't have to not get along. And I think that's where people miss the boat because even here from Asia and you know, Carlisle is small. Everybody knows each other, but like, yeah, we compete, but we don't have to be ugly about it. Let's just be good human beings. Let's come together for the greater good of children that are in our backyard. There's been multiple agents in this region that their children, not just Howard Hanna, because it's anyone, have benefited from the money we raise Hershey or Harrisburg. So let's put all the competition aside and let's go have a good time. So I think that's been kind of really nice for the area because they're just like, wow. So now we did it in the spring. We're doing it in the fall. And they're like, can we reserve another table? That was great. And they liked seeing these other brokerages there. And that's what we want. Yeah, like competitiveness, that's like so 90s. You know what I'm saying? Now it's collaborating. There's plenty of homes. There's plenty of buyers. There's plenty of sellers. There's plenty well, there's of there's not plenty be- of homes. Well, yeah, that's true. They're not- <laughs> well, the way they're building in South Central PA, come on. Oh, who can afford them though? This is I the know, problem. that's a so- whole other podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that know. is a whole other podcast. I have no idea. I just thank God we got in when we did. And I don't know. I probably couldn't get qualified to buy a home today. It's just like, what? So <laughs> crazy. All right. So next, I want to talk about, we did loneliness, weariness, abandonment. Last is vision. And I remember growing up listening to people like Zig Ziglar and Aud Magnino. I'm like, wow, these guys, they're like visionary. They're different than me. And my dad was like, Tracy, vision is two things. Seeing, having a dream, having a goal, and then having a plan to get it done. So it's vision, but it's means. And I'm like, oh, okay. That puts it much more into something that I think Tracy can do. How do you keep your vision? I mean, obviously you went through some transitions, you've grown yourself, you're growing your team. How do you craft the future for Nicole and your Howard Hanna team? Oh boy. Well, first off, every day above ground is a good day. So (laughs) 
to start with that. <laughs> but because everything changes so quickly in every environment, everything in the world, and you just don't know, and we're in such a volatile time right now, you know, things are just like whew, crazy. I mean, even with this emergency broadcast test today, everyone's got theories on oh, what's going on that they're testing the whole country. But my vision is to continue growing as one unit. You know, we're four legs to a table. So we're balanced. We got that. Now we're growing with the same goals to something better, to something greater. Does that mean selling more real estate? Sure, that's going to come with it. And that's great. But building something that is unbreakable. The one thing we've learned, and especially since there's four of us women, and we're very strong women, is full honesty. And Mm -hmm. so we got that out of the way. So I think with that, we're going to be unstoppable. So now we want to continue to grow the team into something that people come to us and say, wow, we want to work with you. We want to be on your team. We see what you're doing and we want to be part of that. We want to be part of something better and greater. We're not We don't want to just grow a team just to have a bunch of people to say we have a bunch of people. We want to grow a team that actually has the same core morals, values, beliefs, like the client always has to come first. Even if that means you may not get a paycheck, you will because you put them first and they're going to be loyal to you. And they're going to refer you. So it's just growing our culture. Like Howard Hanna has an absolutely amazing culture. And one of my partners just said to a new recruit that we brought on, she said, I always knew it. And I would say, oh, I want to bleed green like Nicole. She goes, but I can't describe it to you until you're here and you feel the culture. Mm. And then you get it. You get the loyalty. So I want to have our team together grow in that same culture that Howard Hanna has fostered for 60 plus years and has grown now into a tremendous company and have our team follow in that same footstep to be customer service driven. And then the business will come. I love it. That's beautiful, Nicole. And I love that you talked about when you get in there, it finds you. I mean, I think we go out looking for things, but like my dad with life insurance, it found him. And when it found him, he went all in. And when you dial in, when you finally find what you're looking for, even if you were, it's like your heart recognizes it. They recognize Mm -hmm. the team. They recognize the service they're providing. They recognize the enabling collective around them and then Howard Hanna with their reputation. So when those things all kind of coalesce, I love that you said you don't know it until you see it and then you feel it. Anybody can work anywhere and get a paycheck. You don't need Howard Hanna to have a good life. But you need something to make you feel like you're showing up for a shared vision with a collaborative team that is grounded. It's called value congruence, that you can share those values. And then you get into this higher level team building and you can do things for people, like you said, where it's not just transacting real estate. It's a lifestyle. So being with Howard Hanna, being on my own, and now with having the team, these are lifestyle choices that I made. With the team, I'm learning to maintain a little bit of a life and still my clients come first, but being able to say, you know what, I am out of town this weekend, but I have these amazing people that can take you out there. I have my computer because everyone knows I don't go anywhere. I don't even go to dinner at a restaurant without my computer in the car, but I want to 
find that happy meeting and share it with others and see it. And Howard Hanna affords that. I mean, then there's been times where I've been like, oh, because that's just anything. That's that loneliness. That's that exhaustion. That's that everything. And then I'm like, I'm right where I'm supposed to be because I feel it because of what's been instilled. And that's what I want to share with everybody who comes and works with us or that I even deal with. So my bio that you read there, I am not great at writing things. You've read my emails. They're like a long run on sentence of a paragraph, but that's okay. It's a running joke in my house and I've just embraced it. I was on the phone with one of my best friends. She's at another brokerage. And I said, I have to write this. And so I said, this was my highlights that I put in. And then while we were talking, she actually typed up and sent it to me. And I'm like, so is this what you believe? And she's like, it is. She goes, I want you to copy and paste and put that in there. Yeah. And I'm okay. But it was nice to see. And I thanked her. I'm like, thank you so much for that's what you see in me. Right. Well, that's why we have other people because we can't read our own label. I have my own coaches because I can help other people, but you have to have other people help you. The other thing is, Nicole, I'm going to get you set up with ChatGPT. It'll write a bio for you that will flip you out. I mean, you'll be ready ready for it. I'm not kidding. Anyways, that'll be a whole nother. I need to be refreshed bio in a new picture. So Uh, wow, uh, it'll do everything. 2024 for me. (laughs) It will change your life. It's amazing. Okay. So Nicole, thank you for that. So we talked about beautiful descriptor of vision. Anything else as we wrap this up that we have not touched on about paying the price of leadership you would like to share with our tremendous listeners? No, I think so. Paying the price of leadership is good and bad. I mean, I have come to learn that you do have to, even when you're successful, and like you said, leadership is so many different things, but you do have to remember that you're human. Mm -hmm. Like I have to remember I am human. I cannot be everything for everyone all the time. I just can't. I want to be, I really do. But sometimes I just can't. And you had said, it's like kind of deciding, can I picking where you keep moving forward and what maybe is left behind And I think I'm starting to come into that role and not because of the team, just because that's where I was going. And the team was the next step to get me there. But yeah, just whoever you are, stay true to who you are and success will surely follow. My husband and I joke because if we didn't have bad luck in a lot of senses, we'd have no luck. And he's like, can we just get a break? Just one break. I don't understand. And I said, you know what our break is? Our break is that through everything in our relationship, we've come out strong as a partner, 33 years together. I mean, I was 17, I'm 52. So, and we have two amazing kids and our family is so close. I said, so maybe when every time we turn around, it seems like something's going amiss, we can look back and be thankful that we have so much of a blessing with just our family unit. So that's where I say, just keep being true and all the other stuff. What is it? Don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it gets to be big stuff, but you well, know. that's the greatest <laughs> blessing of all what you have there. And so mm-hmm. really, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I was reading Oswald Chambers, the devotion today, and he's like, listen, you have to keep the vision. God will take you and prepare you and you will launch into whatever into Nicole stratosphere when he says you're ready, but we don't know it all. And mm-hmm. so I love that you're like, Hey, and it is good to focus on how far you've come versus how far you have to go. Because otherwise, women like us that are achievers, until our last breath, will be like, I should have done this. I should have done this. And it's like, <laughs> nope, I am not going to have a I should have. 
because I don't have a bucket list. I'm sorry. I want to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we're going to keep doing it. It's like, just, yeah, yeah. God has a plan. And I said to my client friend this morning, I'm like, let go and let God. Yeah. He's going to guide you. And it may not be always the best, but there's a reason you're taking that path. And I grew up going to Alateen. My, My father was an alcoholic. My stepfather grew up going to Alateen. So I said to her, do you know the serenity prayer? And she's like, huh? I said, wait, let me finish brushing my teeth and I'll I'll do the serenity prayer. And I said, do you know how many times a week I say that? Because you have to, you can't let every crummy thing that happens consume you. Just push forward, move on, move into the past. That baggage is heavy, heavy baggage. And you need to let it go and keep moving up. And that's the tremendous way, Nicole. That's why you're so Mm -hmm. tremendous. Okay. So Nicole, how do people get a hold of you? I will put your information in the show notes, but what do you think? The website, LinkedIn, what's your preferred method of contact if somebody's looking to just to hang out with you because you're so cool or looking for a tremendous realtor in the South Central Pennsylvania reason? Because I know everybody's coming to South Central PA. No, they are coming. So my husband says my phone is my pacemaker and my lifeline. So you're going to put the link in there, which is great. It comes right to me. It is on 24-7, but probably cell phone texting is 717-609-7619, or just call the Howard Hanna office in Carlisle and ask for me. Sorry, my dog is yawning very loud. Oh, I can hear <laughs> Sweet baby. Maybe time for a little nappy with him. Yep. Okay. Well, Nicole, I just can't thank you enough. It's just, just been such a joy. I learned so much more about you. I already knew a lot. I hope God gives us 45 more years of wonderful friendship and we blow the roof off our dreams and goals together. And thank you for taking the time to share with our listeners. I know they got a lot of information and inspiration from you. Well, thank you so much for having me on and for even considering me for this. It is a great honor to be the tremendous Tracy show. (laughs) Is that a new name for you? Yeah, I love it. Well, yeah, the tremendous Tracy show. I like that. That's got a lot. Yeah, I I love it. (laughs) All right. Thank you again, Nicole. And to our listeners out there, I want to thank you so much for paying the price of leadership. If you like what you heard, please be sure and hit the subscribe button. And if you would do us the honor of a review, we'd be so thankful. Those reviews mean the world so other people can tune in and live a tremendous life too. And share with somebody that may need to hear that is going through a season of loneliness, weariness, how they can truly pay the price of vision and come out on the other side stronger and better. Remember, you're going to be the same person five years from now that you are today, except for two things, the people you meet and the books you read. So hang around with people like Nicole, connect with her. Thank you so much for being a part of our tremendous tribe and have a tremendous rest of the day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Find out more about Dr. Jones at www.tremendousleadership.com. If you've been ignited by something you heard in this episode, let us know by leaving a review for Tremendous Leadership wherever you listen to podcasts or by sending us a message through www.tremendousleadership.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.